0: Yeah 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 Nah no. Wrestling
1: 101, classes in session Pay attention to the teachings, that's from Andrew and Derek I mean these guys making a killer with no competition Dynamic duo better than the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys Everybody make some noise, mess with them, you get destroyed They cannot be beat, take a seat Watch them do their thing on the MIC, face defeat They cannot be seen like JC Oh my goodness, this is a killer spree, Welcome back guys to another episode of wrestling IQ 101 you guys know me my name is Derek you can follow wrestling IQ 101 on Instagram Facebook and Twitter check us out on Apple Podcasts and YouTube as well today a very special day I got a very talented uh independent wrestler with me the rare breed Keith Youngblood how you doing today man I'm doing good brother how are you I'm doing well man I'm I know you've uh, you've had a good weekend because if anyone follows you on Twitter, they know that you're a Bills fan. And I know you got to be excited that those Bills
0: won this week. <laughs> I'm stoked, dude. This is uh, man first time since I was like two since we even been in the playoffs. So I'm I'm stoked. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun. Allen's killing it. Um, you know McDermott's fantastic. So this is this has been a fun time for for a Bills fan.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm also having a good time. Uh, I'm a Tampa Bay fan, so, you know, we've been out for 13 years, so we finally, we finally got in thanks to Tom Brady. You know, he, he brought some guys over to our squad, man. Absolutely. So, um, for you, being um, you know, we'll start with that. Being a, a Bills fan, I got one question. Have you ever jumped through a table in the parking lot?
0: <laughs> no, I, I've been put through a table in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center, but uh, I, I have not jumped through a, a table in the parking lot.
1: Oh, man, I got – I kind of felt like that was going to be the answer for sure. It's like, <laughs> I, I took enough bumps in the ring and I jumped through enough tables already to be doing it in a parking lot. Absolutely. Oh, so um, tell, me, tell me about your journey, man. Um, how was it for you? Like, how did you decide, like, you wanted to take it serious? You wanted to get into wrestling? Like, what, what was that journey like for you?
0: Yeah, so I started watching at a, a very young age. I was probably three or four. Uh, you know, my father got me and my brothers into it. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you see it and they're larger than life, you know, and, and it's something that you just, that pulls you in and and makes you a lifelong fan. And as I got a little older, there were probably moments where, you know, everybody's telling you go to college, get a real job, go to college, get a real job. So even in the back of your mind, a little bit, you start to think, you know, well, that would be cool, but you know, I don't know. And then I started seeing guys killing it on the Indies, like, uh. You know, Chris Daniels and AJ Styles and Chris Hero and that kind of reignited where I was like no I I want to do this <laughs> you know I, I really want to do this so that was kind of when I was like all right I got to put the pedal to the metal and and go for it because I don't want to regret never trying
1: yeah no definitely that's a good decision it's better to try and fail than to not try at all as they say um, so for you uh, how did how did that love for wrestling start when you were younger like you have like a special moment for you that something that happened or your first match or anything that you saw that made you fall in love
0: yeah I don't know if I could ever tie it down to a specific match but I I have very vivid memories of you know my my mom didn't want us to start watching it too young right you know because there's there's violence and stuff involved in it of course and uh so my brothers were both older than me and they would go down and watch wrestling with my dad and I'd be upstairs and I wouldn't be allowed to watch. Right. So it would drive me nuts. And, uh, I, I remember I would hear them come up after the shows and they'd be talking about, you know, sting and Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, Oh man, like just the names. I was like, this sounds amazing. So I finally got to watch and, uh, it was, it was sting and Chris Jericho were the two guys that I always say captivated me to the point that I was like, that was it. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. So I, you know, I always kind of contribute those, those two guys, but it was the whole, it was the whole thing.
1: Oh man. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good time to, um, to definitely get into wrestling. Chris Jericho's thing. That's, those are two good ones. Um, <laughs> for, so for you, um, let's say like at that time, we you know like the, you know, the attitude Era, you know, Chris Jericho's thing, like you said, and um you teamed up with someone from the attitude era, uh, Jerry, the King Lawler, you know, you guys are, are the kings of rock. Just tell me about that experience and, you know, just uh, any advice or anything that he has given you or that you picked up from him.
0: Yeah. The, the kings of rock hold a very special place in my heart. That was such a cool timeframe for me. Um, wrestling for Northeast wrestling and in the Danbury PAL uh, were two major goals for me when I started wrestling and when we, I'm, I'm from the local area towards Danbury. Um, so that was a building I would go see Northeast wrestling in as a, you know, when I was younger as a fan. Um, so I got the opportunity to wrestle there with Jerry Lawler as my tag team partner with Rec- Ricky, the dragon steamboat in our corner wrestling for the tag titles, um, in that building. So that was just an amazing start. And, uh, we won the titles, which was is still like insane for me to even say, or think about, uh, and then we carried them, you know, for that whole summer, really, and uh, had successful defenses. We, we defended in Ohio, we defended at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center on iPay-Per-View against David Arquette, like, there's just, it was so much, it was like a whirlwind, and you know it's happening, but then you look back on it, and it's like, oh, that happened, you know, it, it's just, it's bizarre, but it's amazing. Um, as far as advice and things Jerry passed on, um, there's a lot, but... I think the work ethic that he had and, and his love for the business just shown through every time we got to go out there and do our thing. Um, You know, Duke could still move. He still throws an amazing drop kick, you know, let alone for, for his age. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I think just his love and his drive for it um, was really you know kind of lit the fire in me a little bit more too and and that was really uh inspirational to see so jerry and i uh, you know we still chat and stay in touch and um yeah man that was a blast
1: yeah man everybody loves jerry man it's, it's crazy how he, he still can go even it's at insane. this age man he, he's still out there and he's still putting on quality performance as well one of the best um, punches he, in the business yeah no that's definitely for sure definitely for sure um, you you brought up uh david Arquette too i was gonna i was gonna bring that up as well how was it being in the ring with him and because I know a lot of people that he always gets this uh this rep as like one of the the most controversial or undeserving world champions of all time uh how was it just to be in the ring with him and uh you know how was his his skills
0: um Arquette gets a bad rap um you mm-hmm. know he he's he's said it a million times and and I won't you know speak for him but any interview you've ever heard him say he kind of felt like he couldn't say no and he was kind of thrust into a situation that I don't think he really knew how to handle at that time in WCW um but man the first time I met him was at a show in Poughkeepsie it was before we had our beef with each other but that dude loves pro wrestling I mean as much as anybody else and you know you go in some locker rooms and there are some guys who, you know, think they've done it all. And, you know, maybe they haven't. And it's just one of those things, like any profession or, or anything like that. There, there are egos that you will run into from time to time. Um, but, I mean, here's a guy who's a bona fide movie star, you know, for whatever it's worth, held the WCW Heavyweight Championship, you know, and he's, he's in the back like a kid on Christmas. He's so excited to be there. He doesn't have a complaint in the world. He's, like, working on his own gear in the locker room, like, making stuff for, to wear out there. And he puts in the work, dude. He, he's on movie sets, and then he's doing, you know, twice a day at the gym. So he makes sure he looks good when he's out there. And he respects professional wrestling. And he, he earned my respects over and over the time I spent with him in Northeast.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's just amazing to hear, man. Anybody who puts in the work, definitely – deserves all the respect in the world um so you know uh you are in your in your profile you're known as i am the embodied soul of rock and roll so i always like the the way music um you know intertwines with wrestling Um, i i have another show that i host it's called the rap and wrestle podcast where I basically like, you know, combine the worlds of hip hop and show the influences uh, on wrestling. But rock and roll has just had the same amount of impact on wrestling as well as hip hop culture has. Um, what ha- how has that impacted you as a person and in the ring? How would you say rock and roll has uh, affected you? Uh,
0: I, think, I think rock and wrestling go together like peanut butter and jelly, man. I think it's mm-hmm. just there's so many similarities and ties that can be made. And, and like you said, for hip hop as well, um, especially you look back at like, uh, you know, the NWO days, you know, Kevin Nash and Conan and, and, and all the hip hop influences that those guys brought into the sport, um, yeah. yeah, music in general and wrestling really go hand in hand, but. Uh, for me, uh, I grew up on rock and roll. I fell in love with uh, 80s metal and 80s rock uh, as I got into like my teen years. Um, and then watching guys like David Lee Roth and Steven Tyler and they just had this presence about them that was there was just something and it was kind of the same vibe I got when I got pulled into guys like Sting and Jericho where, it's that intangible it factor, whatever you want to say, that was just captivating about these guys. So um, I just, it kind of fell hand in hand, you know, it's me and, and it's just something that I love so much that it's, it's really natural because um, mm. those are the guys that I saw performing. So when I got the opportunity to start performing, there were little things from this guy or little things from that guy, or, you know, the way a scarf Looked when it, you know, moved in the wind, you know. Oh, I can make this, you know. And it was just, it's just something that kind of melded together, and and I feel like it came together really well.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so let's say for anybody now, me, I'm, I'm, I listen to rock and roll. I'm not gonna say I'm like a, uh, a expert, and I could tell you all these, uh, you know, artists and uh, band but. Um, I, I am a listener of rock and roll for sure. Uh, but for anyone who's like, like trying to get into rock and roll, who would you advise for them to listen to?
0: Oh, man. Um, that's a loaded question. I know so many, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's hard, too, because rock has, you know, rock is a is its own genre. But then you get in, you know people like to break it down even more than that and you know people Uh some people call it hair metal some people call it glam metal then there's heavy metal then there's you know so there's so many different things I guess it kind of depends on on what you're into um
1: yeah
0: yeah, I mean uh Def Leppard Motley Crue Poison um you know that's where I would direct you and then there's more of the classic rock side where you got you know your Tom Petty's and you know man that's a loaded question there's so many names <laughs> bouncing into each other but those those names pop out right away
1: definitely see now i got, I got some guys that i could check out for sure That took me into a whole new world <laughs> um and if so, you're into the the continue. comedy and a little
0: more adult-sided uh if you ever heard Still panther check them out
1: definitely i'll check them out as well um so you you you've been in the ring man with uh you know brian Tillman jr mike verna uh for whatever reason, I don't know why you would want to get in the ring with Dan because That dude is just a beast. But you got in the ring with him as well. Um, who would you say uh, is your favorite opponent or you know favorite match that you've had? If you can, uh, if you could pick one.
0: Man, you're working my brain tonight. Um... <laughs> Favorite match. There's, there's a few for different reasons. I know that's kind of a vanilla answer um, Uh and I'm not trying to cop out on you, but, uh, damn that grab for the gold ladder match at the mid Hudson Mm -hmm. civic center. Um, that was definitely one of them. That was, uh, JT Don, man scout, Hale Collins, Christian Casanova and wrecking ball, Ligurski and myself, uh, for a number one contendership match that, that match was really, really special, um, you know, we just got to go out there and really show what we could do, uh, on a, on a major stage in a major match. So that, that's a a really special one for me.
1: Awesome. Um, so, you know, getting in there with guys like, you know, Dan Moff, uh, you know, I've had Dan on the show before as well. He's a a great guy, full of knowledge. Um, you've also been in the ring with, uh, Sean Donovan as well Is another guy who I love is full of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, have you picked up anything from these guys or have they, um, have they ever talked to you, given you advice as well? Have you ever gotten anything from them?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, every it, – it's my goal as a wrestler to leave every match having learned something. Um, I think that, that anybody who laces up a pair of boots and gets in the ring and does the miles and takes the bumps all have knowledge that you don't because you may not have been in their shoes. You weren't in their shoes. Um, so yeah, that that's a goal for me with with anybody I work with is to, is to learn and to grow and to get better because everybody wants to be the best. Um, so if you're all striving for the same thing and you all have knowledge from different places, all you can do is try to get as much of that knowledge as you can and never stop learning. In wrestling, you will never know it all. You, you just won't. Um, so for me, it's just learn as much as you can from everybody you get in there with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. So, you know, 2020 was the year that, you know, we all wanted to end. Uh, everybody, everybody <laughs> wanted to get in, wanted to get into 2021 so we could start heading towards that, uh, normal life. Uh, so for you, have you, uh, set any goals for this year and, uh, what are some things you want to accomplish?
0: It's tough, man, because, uh, you know, like you said, we're kind of in a waiting game here to kind of see when things are going to turn around. So, for the first time in a long time, we have hope, uh, and I'm trying to hold on to that. So, hopefully, by what well, they're the estimating summer, fall, things are going to kind of be a little more normal across the board. So, um, I guess less so for the year, more so just for coming out of this whole situation. Um, my major goals are taking that Northeast wrestling heavyweight championship off of Dan Moff. Um, we were supposed to have our rematch in March and, uh, and he, he was unable to attend that show. I had to defend my contendership and then everything shut down. So, uh, I'm still, I still got my eyes on Moff and that fight is still going to happen. Um, so that, that's first and foremost, priority one after that. Um, my main goal right now is probably Japan. um, yeah so new New Japan is a place that uh I've loved and has influenced me a lot for a very long time and i think that's that's where I need to be next i think that's really the next step for me so uh i'm gonna be grinding towards that for sure
1: yeah that would be dope man i could i could really see like you know who you are as a wrestler and you know just your your style and just your whole swagger i think that would be a good fit like to be in in japan i could definitely see that thank you thank you yeah and um you know so let's say outside of the ring um what would you say what are are some of your hobbies that you do when you're when you're not uh wrestling
0: uh man wrestling is my whole life (laughs) um (laughs) you know, I I like to stay fit. I like to work out and do that stuff. I mean, that kind of ties into the wrestling too, but I've fallen in in love with that in its own way. Um, so kind of the fitness world and all that stuff I I try to stay up to date with and I'm always looking to find new stuff for that. Um, I'm definitely a gamer. Uh, I'm a Nintendo guy uh, traditionally. So, uh, anytime I get a chance to, to sit down and play, obviously I've had that time lately. (laughs) So that's been fun. Um, yeah. Uh I went to school for, for automotive collision repair. Uh and I learned, you know, how to paint there. So uh different spray painting and stuff like that. I, I really enjoy doing as well. Oh wow. Nice.
1: See, that was gonna be yeah, my yeah. Uh, I I was gonna say you got any uh hidden talents. I guess that would be <laughs> that would be the hidden talent right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh I, I, I enjoy archery as well. I'm not great, but uh I'm learning, getting a little bit better. That's where actually the, the bullseye stinger splash came from or in earlier in my career was, was, uh, the archery hobby. So, yeah.
1: Oh, wow, man. That's, that's pretty dope, man. So you're out there with the, uh, with the bow and arrow and you're, you're hitting the targets. Yeah, man. Oh man. That's, that's pretty sick. I never got into <laughs> that. So you're going to have me trying a whole bunch of things, man. After this, hey uh, man, this interview. <laughs> um, you said, uh, you know, you're into fitness. What What is like a normal uh, fitness routine? Like for, you know, you
0: being a wrestler, uh, it's tough, man. You just try to stay in the best condition you can. Uh, for me, I spent a very, very long time, um, trying to put on size. Uh, yeah. I know that kind of sounds like the opposite. You know, most people are like, Oh, I want to drop weight. I want to drop weight for me. I could not put on weight no matter what I did. Um, oh, and it's man. equally, it's equally as frustrating, especially when you're trying to get in the ring, you know, and, uh, everything everything hurts a lot more when when you're just kind of skin and bone man you get a big dude landing on you you got nothing to protect yourself uh so that was that was very hard for me and uh my brother ended up becoming a personal trainer i have a couple of friends who are personal trainers and uh with some of their guidance and stuff i finally started putting on that size i had the i was calling it the journey to 210 uh for a while there i was promoting it on my instagram and stuff so finally hit 210 pounds and uh kind of leaned out a little bit after that. Now I'm trying to bulk back up. So it's just, you know, as far as routines and all that, I don't get too crazy with it. Uh, I'm not a notebook in the gym guy. Um, yeah. But I, I, just, I like to, uh, I like to split up my, you know, my parts throughout the week and, and try to do four to five days a week, a couple of rest periods in there and, you know, just crank it out.
1: Oh, man. See, yeah, I was about to say, you're trying to get the 210. I'm at like 206 and I'm I'm fearing getting to 210. I'm trying to go down to like 185, man. Oh man. So um, you know, you say you're a fan of Nintendo as well. I saw you you had the um the Nintendo, the Youngblood shirt as well. Um, what are some of your favorite Nintendo games?
0: Yeah, and that's uh that's available on Pro WrestlingTees.com slash keep Youngblood. Um, <laughs> uh, favorite Nintendo games. I'm a huge Zelda nerd. Um, nice. love yeah. Zelda. Yeah. That was probably the first like video game franchise I, I fell in love with. Because um, I was always the kid, you know, when I was younger, I was going out in the yard and, and finding adventures with my imagination. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you get Zelda and that plays out in front of you and, and you're in control of this character, you're like, you feel like you're in it, you know? And, and the N64 was such a revolutionary uh, platform at the time. You look back on it now and everything's all squared and triangled and you know the graphics have come so far but i remember uh when ocarina of time came out and that opening sequence played my family was like gathered around the tv (laughs) we were like it's like a movie you know it was so like crazy at the time um so yeah i fell in love with zelda uh i'm a big mario guy too i mean how can you not be um yeah i was a big metroid guy too i think metroid prime for the gamecube really mm-hmm. pulled me in and made me love it and uh you know the the original ones on the uh the snes and the nes uh, you know had yeah. gotten me too but
1: oh man yeah no I, I love nintendo it's so crazy now i got my son he has a uh he wanted a nintendo switch for christmas so it's like it's like you still can play the old games but it's like a mixture of the new stuff too because now you can play like NBA 2K. You can play like all the new games and you know the old stuff as well. So it's like a collision of, of both worlds nowadays. I'm like, oh man, you know, I just I like the old stuff. I want strictly old stuff. That's all I want.
0: <laughs> For sure, I, the uh, the classic the minis that they put out were were really mm-hmm. smart. That might be something up your alley, you know, because it's just a collection of a bunch of them on a basically a Raspberry Pi. So
1: yeah, see, dude, I gave I gave up with those Nintendos, man, because I was so devastated. When they first came out, people were like flocking to the stores and they were buying like five of them at a time Rabbits. We selling them on eBay. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, well, what can what can you do? But um, so for you, uh, you know, this the over here in the northeast, I mean, you know, we've got you know tons of wrestling companies, we have tons of wrestlers. Um, you know, it's very saturated, but for you. What separates Keith Youngblood from everybody else?
0: Uh, man, it's, it's, it's gotta be the drive and the passion for it. And I know that may sound cliched, but mm. everybody can say it. I know it in my heart. Like this is what I was put on this planet to do. Um, was to perform and to entertain within the world of professional wrestling. And there were so many guys who, um, you know growing up I had uh, a pretty severe anxiety disorder I've battled some depression and uh, you know everybody goes through stuff growing up I won't get into my whole life story here but there were some real hard times and uh, you know occasionally you didn't know where your next meal was going to come from or if you were going to have a roof over your head and uh, wrestling and wrestlers were kind of people that I I looked to growing up and it was like it, it felt almost unreachable but at the same time, there was this fire that was like, man, these guys are are bringing me this this joy uh, of watching what they can do, and and this escape from the things that are really tough. And if I can do that for somebody else, um, you know, man, that's that's what it's all about. And and that's what made me really just push and push and push. And it's it's what's kept me pushing. You know, seeing people bring, you know, Bethany, uh, the N E W Arena, and Bethany. Mm-hmm. where we usually had monthly shows, um, you know, that place was full of signs that were just Keith Youngblood. I, I mean, the whole audience. And it's just mind-blowing. And it's so special to see that, you know, that has started. You know, I, I am being there for these people and I'm giving them that kind of, uh, that kind of thing to watch or enjoy or, or whatever it means to them, knowing that I'm doing that for somebody else is cool. And just knowing that the higher I go and, and, and the more eyes that get on me, I've always felt like I shine brighter every time the spotlight gets a little bit hotter. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I get that next step up, that's, it's not intimidating. It's, it's like, yeah. Okay. More, give me more of that. Because this is, this is how I can help more people. This is how I can show the world what I've got. So um, yeah, man, that just that kind of thing drives me. And I think it's something that not everybody else has the same degree.
1: Yeah, no, that that's a good answer and a, a good way to look at it, and uh, you know, a good way to uh, want to motivate others as well. Um, you know, we we talked about your, uh, you know, your your favorite opponent. I asked, um, who are some people that you haven't gotten in the ring yet that you would like to get in the ring with?
0: Ooh, that is a long list. Um... <laughs> Def, definitely those those few guys that i mentioned who who kind of lit the fire under me to begin with that are still doing it guys like jericho um you know is, is that that's obviously a dream match for me um guys like chris hero uh you know now that he's a free agent and and looked like he was going to be maybe hitting some of the independents, that was a uh, majorly on my radar before the shutdown happened so hopefully he's still around and, and nobody's locked him under a contract or or we end up being contracted to the same place (laughs) either way, um, you know, guys like Hiro. And then, you know, we're talking about Japan. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi has has been a huge influence. That's somebody I'd love to get in there with Um, Naito, Ibushi, uh, Matt Taven is somebody who's been around Northeast a lot Mm -hmm. and and been a ring of honor. He's, he's, he's been uh, somebody to lean on and, and a bit of a mentor and a teacher to me at times. Um, Matt, Matt's been really cool. So he's definitely somebody that, be an honor to be in the ring with um yeah there's a lot of guys i i I got a lot of work to do
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely you'll you'll definitely you'll hit it man you'll get there i know you will um
0: thank you brother
1: no problem um when it comes to you know the the indies nowadays i feel like wrestling is um it's a little bit different than you know how it was you know when we were talking about those times of chris jericho and sting Um, you know, those guys were getting contracted to, you know, big companies. Uh, I feel like the Indies nowadays, uh, they're also a place where you can, you know, still make money to be able to take care of yourself and take care of your family. For you personally, um, is getting a contract, you know, with a company still the goal, or maybe even with a company like, uh, that's similar to like AEW, where you still have some independent freedom or is it just, Hey, I'm going with, you know, any of my opportunities that I get.
0: Yeah, it's tough, man, because you, you never know when an opportunity is going to strike or, or what opportunity is going to pop up. Where, um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like the end game, you know, kind of the the obvious answer is you know, sign a contract somewhere and, and you make your money and, and you, you're protected a little bit. And and that's kind of the deal. But um, the idea of something that like AEW is doing, um, it is definitely nice to have the freedom to maybe take some independent dates here and there. You also get your deal with them. Um, you know, this, this is, like I said, what I feel like I was put here to do. Um, and with that being the case, you know, that has to support my family because that's the most important thing, right? So, you know, you got to do what you got to do and you got to do what you love, but that also needs to put a roof over the people that you love. And that needs to feed the people that you love and give them a better life than you had. So, um, you know, that's, that's the big thing. You know, if it's gonna, if it's going to be something that I love, I can help other people and it's going to support and take care of the people that I love, then that's, that's what I'm going to do. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, as far as America, you know keep working these top independents and and spread that out aw is definitely a place i would love to get to and uh and then new japan as well is kind of that's kind of what's on my radar at the moment
1: perfect perfect um you know in between all the uh you know training and the wrestling the working out um do you have time to uh, watch movies and tv shows if so uh are you binging anything i know we all came off of quarantine
0: uh did you get a chance
1: to binge anything <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Ring of Honor as well. Um, oh, I'll also a place I very clearly have my eyes set on. Um, yeah. Just escape my mind there in the last question. But yes, um, you know, I've been locked down really tight uh, since March. I live with some high risk people. So uh, I- I'm still locked down pretty tight, right. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it has afforded me some time to, to catch up on some stuff that I, I missed when uh, life was a little crazier. Um, man, as far as movies go, the MCU kind of really took over, uh, you know, the theaters and all that stuff. So, uh, Dr. Strange and black Panther and, and, and all of those, uh, along with, you know, the infinity war kind of series. Um, that was all stuff that, that pulled me in really, really well. And I thought the storytelling was fantastic. Uh, you know, seeing Spider-Man come back to Marvel was, was very exciting. Um, as far as TV goes, I don't know, man, I am kind of a sitcom guy. And and most of those have died out, you know, you don't, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Yeah. Um, but shows like Arrow um, and The Flash, I thought were very, very well done. Uh, there's a show called Blind Spot, which is on Hulu. It's kind of a FBI thriller kind of situation. Um, that's fantastic. I would recommend Blind Spot to anybody. Obviously, The Office. Um, I'm taking it off Netflix. I got to smack those guys around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm into a little bit of everything
1: nice nice yeah no that's a good selection for sure um keith man you know i really i really appreciate you taking this time out man um i think this was really great um and uh hopefully in the future you know you get to where you want to be and you know all those dreams come true i'm really uh pushing for you man
0: oh thank you brother i appreciate that thank you for having me on and uh Yeah, man, I'm going to keep grinding with Northeast. I worked real hard for the last five years uh, Mm -hmm. in Northeast wrestling. Now I'm headed for that heavyweight championship and not even Dan Moff is going to keep me away from it. So that's going to be a fight that I got to take care of. But uh, every single day of this quarantine, that has not left my mind. So I'm going after Moff. After that, it's onward and upward, man.
1: Nice. I can't wait for that for sure. Um, If fans want to connect with you, they want to follow you, they want to see your journey that you're taking. Uh, how would they connect with you on social media? Uh,
0: you can find me on Instagram at RB underscore Youngblood. I'm on Twitter at Youngblood underscore RB. Uh, you can find me Keith Youngblood on Facebook, shoot me a friend request. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm in the process of working on a Twitch channel, but I've got some work I still need to do setting up and uh, getting all that ready. So uh, keep keep tabs on all the other social media and, and when that starts moving uh, you'll get all those notifications there. And then if you are in a situation that uh, you're able to support, especially in the time with uh, shows being on hold, uh, the best way to do that is, is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash Keith Youngblood and uh, pick up a shirt.
1: Definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. Make sure you pick up a shirt, make sure you follow Keith and see this journey, man, to awesomeness. Uh, once again, thank you, Keith. And uh, for us, this is Wrestling IQ 101. You can follow us again on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at WrestlingIQ101. And you can check us out on Apple Podcasts and YouTube as well and anywhere you get all your streaming needs. And for this episode, it's Derek, it's Keith Youngblood, and we are out.